catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Tuesday morning, May 24th. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. And I'm Matthew Bell. And this is The Point from WUFT News. As the war in Ukraine is set to enter the fourth month of fighting, some Ukrainian residents in Alachua County are getting involved with the conflict. This week, I spoke with WUFT reporter Elliot Trito as he covered a humanitarian drive for people in the Ukrainian city of Zaporozhia. Here's Elliot. So Elliot, my first question is, who was behind this humanitarian drive? So this was behind uh, a biomedical engineer and student athlete on the University of Florida swimming team, and that was uh, Anton Seversky. Uh, he launched the Ukrainian humanitarian drive uh, last month, and uh, it's been unbelievable. Um, the reason why he came up with the drive was because of what's going on in uh, Ukraine with Russian forces invading Ukraine. And so what he originally done was he wanted to find a way to help out his own country, but without being there. So the way to do this was that he was talking to some people at the Hawkins Center and they helped. Um, he basically came up with the idea of the drive to collect donations and su- supply them to Ukraine. Um, they were the ones to help him out how to get the logistics going. Um, so, you know, and, and these donations would be very great for people in his hometown of Zaporizhia, um, which is in Ukraine. And um, it'll be donated to a charity called the charity is called the Ukraine Dream 21. So and it's uh, it's located in, like I said, it's located in his home city of Zaporizhia. And uh, it'll go towards, you know, people like his family and friends, but a lot of it to people who really need help, including refugees who are there. And what were some of the items collected for donation? Um, really non-perishable items. So I would say like canned goods, um, toilet paper, non-perishable items really come to mind, I would say. Um, I didn't get a good look of some of the items, but I just saw like a bunch of boxes. But what I can make out was like a canned tuna as an example, like, uh, like I said, toilet paper, kind of like things that you can, non-perishable items, like I said. Another organization called Umana assisted with the donations. Who are they and how are they involved? Uh, Sversky um, uh, told me that uh, that the Ukrainian Student Association, which he's a, he's a part of, uh, he told me that the, the president, uh, Sasha Nelson, contacted uh, Umana, which uh, offered to pick up all the supplies uh, free of charge. And so they're located in Chicago and they're a charitable organization that works to assist Ukraine. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what year they started, but um, what they've what they've agreed is that what they'll do is um, it's a currently I believe it's currently Chicago. And right now it's like waiting a couple of weeks to go through a few things. I'm not sure exactly the process, but then it'll eventually go to the Ukrainian city of Lviv. And then from there, a convoy will uh, be there to protect the donations. So that would be delivered to support um, Hitsia, which is Zerisky's uh, home city. And from there, um, the charitable organization, Ukraine Dream 21, will receive the donations. And um, I actually talked to Vice President um, Alexander Tornovsky, who told me about this. And he was, uh, um, it was just the fact of talking to him about this and how this is really just valuable to him was really, was really great to see. And, you know, just to, just to hear his, the joy in his, his speech uh, really spoke to me in, in a very enlightening way that, this was a story that no one was really covering and doing. Elliot, my final question is, what drove you to complete this piece? Anton Seversky wanted to, his original thought was, you know, he wanted to go back and, and, and 
and fighting Ukraine because that's what his um, some of his family are doing. And uh, that's what his friends are doing as well. Like um, everyone's kind of doing their part. Like, for example, he told me that like his grandmother was like making uh, like cakes or, or food for uh, for the military and the grandfather who at one point recently had a heart attack. You know, after the, he recovered it, he quickly started building barricades, you know, for I believe in his house. Uh, and, you know, he has other friends that are in the forces and it's, it's just, he thought about doing that, he thought about just dropping everything he could do and just, just go there. But then, um, you know, he had conversations with his mom and I, I believe his wife. And they said, I think the best thing you can do right now is uh, communicate with Alachua County, educate us about the culture of Ukraine, what's going on and what we can do to help. And I think this was a good start was this as well. And so I thought this was a great story. And I want to touch on this because like I said, this is something that uh, no one was talking about. And I wanted to do best like to, to do the best I can to report this story. That was WUFT's Elliot Trito covering a humanitarian drive for Ukraine. Now let's catch up on today's top stories from around the state. As the number of new cases and rates of hospitalizations creep back up, Alachua County is on the cusp of moving back into a designation as an area of high community transmission for COVID-19 based on federal guidelines. According to the Gainesville Sun, from May 13th to the 19th, the State Department of Health reports that there were 584 new reported COVID-19 cases in Alachua County, a rate of 214 per 100,000 people. The positivity rate for those getting tested for the virus rose to 11.6%. The University of Florida will host four listening sessions this week as a part of its search for the next university president. The Alligator reports that faculty and students can provide input on qualities they want the Presidential Search Committee and Board of Trustees to keep in mind. UF President Kent Fox announced his resignation on January 5th and the search for the next president officially began in March. Previous search processes were more subject to the public eye but new legislature delays release of information identifying the potential candidate. UF students and faculty will only be able to research and meet finalists 21 days before a new campus leader is chosen. Dealing a major setback to Governor Ron DeSantis, a three-judge appellate panel on Monday ruled that a 2021 Florida law targeting social media platforms unconstitutionally restricts the company's First Amendment rights. Monday's decision by the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals upheld most of a preliminary injunction imposed in June by U.S. District Judge Robert Hinkle. According to WFSU, DeSantis made the tech targeting measure one of his top 2021 legislative priorities, accusing tech companies of having a liberal bias and censoring speech by Republicans. The law, in part, sought to prevent large social media platforms from banning political candidates from their sites. It also would have required companies to publish standards about issues such as banning users or blocking content. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Matthew Bell. And I'm Nathaniel Wilson. And you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Tuesday.